This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. I have to tell you that I got an email from a listener just this week asking if Jesse could talk more on the shows he joins me on. So, Jesse, I know you love to talk usually. Well, here is not as much as you do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. When we're telling stories, you can you can give me a run for my money. Yeah, I I tend to. Anyway, just letting you know that hello, people people have spoken and they want you to talk. Okay. No pressure or anything. Yeah, yeah, no pressure at all. We have a lot to talk about on this show, and I think Jesse has a lot to share, hopefully, right? Maybe. Maybe. No, I think you do. And he's going to join me for the entire show. But before we dive into that, I wanted to let you know that I recently put together a free eat at home challenge that is available on my blog. And if you have not signed up for this, I mentioned it in a previous episode, but if you have not signed up for it, I encourage you to do so because when you sign up, I will send you a one week grocery list and menu plan. It's all done for you. Plus every day for five days, I will send you a simple crockpot recipe and a video of me making them live. Plus, I will send you my best tips for saving time on menu planning and grocery shopping, how I eat healthier without spending a lot of prep time to do so, and because a lot of people ask about this, I'm going to share our simple system for dealing with picky eaters. So if you are interested, you can go to crystalpain.com forward slash eat at home, or just look for the link in the show notes. 
Let's talk about what's saving our lives. This is the part of the show where we talk about something that is making our life better, easier, or more enjoyable. And Jesse, I think you have something to share today. I do. I do. So one thing that I've been uh, trying to work on this year, uh, not necessarily succeeding as much as I would like, is being off my phone more. And one thing that I I, have, I think you're succeeding. I'm, I think I'm doing a little bit better. And but one thing that's really helped is having the all-purpose planner that I have, and uh, or the full focus planner. I think is what it is. What I have full focus planner. Yeah, Michael Hyatt's planner. Basically, I had systems on my phone that I would use to organize my life, my to-do list, my calendar, and things. And I'm basically putting that out on paper now and not having to always go to my phone to look at my to-do list and things like that. So I was really surprised at how much that helped to cut down on things. So that's one thing that's helping. And I actually got the planner. Did I order it for myself? I think so. And then then I ordered one as well. And then you decided not to use it. So Because we found out it was on Amazon and we can't use our swag bucks money to pay for it. So I'm all about that. If you can use the Swagbucks credit for Amazon gift cards, you can get it. But when I got it, I felt like there was just a lot. For me, it felt overwhelming. There were a lot of boxes and lines and things. You like simple. I like very simple. But for you, did you feel, what what all does it have in the plan? It's got a calendar for every day. So when you go through and plan your day, you can block out time. Uh, four different tasks directly on that page where your tasks are all listed. You also have a space to list your top three tasks for the day that you want to get done as well as other tasks. And then on the next uh, page, as you open the book, so you're looking each day is two pages and you, that you're looking at as you open the book. And the right side is just a blank page where you can draw and make notes, have other tasks or just jot ideas down. And then is there anything else? Are there like monthly? Oh, yeah. Weekly? Um, there's so it has everything separated into the, the daily, but then there's other sections where you're looking at a full month picture at a time. And then there's three of those because it's a quarterly planner. And then you also have like a running quarterly plan that you can create. So it's got each the quarters for every part of the year. Uh, so for every month listed down so you can have rolling quarters and take things from that planner to the other planner for the next quarter. And it can get complicated, but there's some things you just say, well, I'm not going to use it. So I'll just use what works well for me and ignore everything else. So for someone like me who I just use Google Calendar and then just uh actual plain notebook guy. So I suppose it's kind of like I'm bullet journaling. That's what I use for writing my to-do list and writing down my thoughts. That works for me. But would you say the full focus planner, like who would be the ideal person that it would work well for? Somebody that's detailed, that likes systems, that likes things a little bit more complex, and that has the ability in the brain space to learn new things <laughs> because it takes a lot of time to set it up if you want to set it all up, which I did initially in writing out goals. And it's really a goal tracker as well. There's uh, parts in the beginning where you list ideas that you have underlying your goals, and then you flesh out your goals, and then you track 
on a day-to-day basis how you're doing with those goals. That's one particular part of the planner that you can then flow into the monthly planning and into the daily planning in order for you to meet those goals. Okay. And it's 90 days. So you would need four planners in a year? For a year, yes. Okay. Well, I can attest to the fact that I feel like it's helped you to stay off your phone more because I see you used to be always on your phone. And you would, I would say, you know, you're trying to be off your phone or kind of maybe nagging you about it possibly. A little bit. But you would say, well, I'm working on my schedule or my to-do list. Right. And now I'm seeing you, you have your planner. Right. And that's, and so I think it's, it's been good. And then, but I've also seen you, I feel like it's helping you to be more organized I think and follow too. through. Cause I'm seeing you, it's like, you'll just put it down on there and then it gets done. Right. And I think that follow through hasn't always been something that you're right. strong in. And so I feel like I've seen that it's truly making an impact for you. Yeah, I would agree. For me, I wanted to share about this app called Mile IQ. And I think both Jesse, you and I have both kind of benefited from it. Yeah, somewhat. Yes, we have. You're not using I it on your I phone. I don't use it, right. Okay. But it is a an app to track your mileage. So if you are um, self-employed, that's what I'm using it for. And I got the idea to use it when we went and met with our accountant. I should have done this, I don't know, seven years ago, we should have had the meeting with our accountant, but at least four years ago, I met with the accountant and finally basically said, could you help me so that I could figure out some things that I could deduct? And she found all sorts of things that I could deduct. And one of those was mileage. I wasn't tracking any mileage for anything. And for instance, I will sometimes go to business events or go meet with someone that's a business thing. Or often I am going to the store to buy groceries that I am sharing about on my blog, or I'm going to buy something for some blog post. And I wasn't tracking mileage for any of that. So the Mile IQ app, what I love about it is that it just runs in the background on your phone. And for some people that I think that could maybe scare them that it's tracking where they're driving. I don't think you would even think about it, but honestly, I'm really surprised that you've stuck with it for so long, honestly, because you and apps get along like oil and vinegar. Me and apps don't work very well. I have a few apps. I I have very few apps that I use. But uh, the thing I love about this is that I don't have to do anything. It's not like every time when I go drive, I don't have to mark it down. It tracks where I drive and then it will pop up and remind me that I need to. And I I think the reminder pop-ups that you need to go back through and catalog them is priceless because I think you would forget it. And I know uh, I used to use a mileage app uh, when I tracked my mileage, but I would always have to put in my beginning mileage and my ending mileage, and it was a real headache. And the fact that this automatically does it, it tracks for you, it, and you can set it up to go ahead and catalog it, and also uh, it runs in the background, so you, you don't have to think about using it. And I love it because it, you, like you said, you can catalog frequent drives. So if I'm always going to the store, I don't actually have that set up just because I feel like I want to make sure I am meticulous about making sure that it's actually a business. Right. It was mileage for business. But so how it works is then it just, you, it pops up as a reminder or there's also num. it has the little red number on the app, you know, like you're the you've got something in yeah. your inbox and I can't those stand having those like. numbers. Yeah. So every few days for sure, I'm, I'm just, you know, tapping on the app and then I'm going in and you swipe right or swipe left 
for it to be business or personal. So it's so easy. Is it like a tender for business? I know. That's what I think. Swipe right, swipe left. I don't like that drive. I like that drive. Um, but you can have a certain number of drives. I'm not completely sure. I should have looked this up, but it's free for, for a certain number of drives per month. But then I just went ahead and got the unlimited plan because it was $5.99. And we found that very quickly... I, it was paying for itself right? with me tracking my mileage and just having that deduction. So if you are self-employed, you need to track mileage. I highly recommend this app. And I will put the link in um, the show notes. And I actually looked up and they have a referral program. So if anyone wants to sign up through my link, I actually get $25. So thank you in advance if you decide to sign up through my link. That's only if you sign up for the actual one-year plan. For but. the one year. I was going to say, you get $25 out of the $6 a month. How does that work? <laughs> no. Okay, so let's move on to books. I don't think you have another book to hey, share. Hey, did you whoa, start? Whoa, 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 did you start a new book? Yet? I started a new book. You started a new book. I finished. I finished my uh, leadership book. Yeah. So, how many pages are you in on the new book? Ten. Ten. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about that? Uh, Killing Lincoln by Bill O'Reilly is what I'm reading right now. And it's, so, ten pages. A, have you learned a lot in ten pages? So, what I like about it is that it's it's historical. It's written like a fiction book, so it's supposed to be like a page turner, but obviously it hasn't been much of a page turner for me if I'm only 10, ten pages page, in ten so page far. Turner. But it's very detailed, and there's probably some license written in there because of you know how detailed they are, but still, it's, it makes it really interesting. And you've, have you read some of his other... I have not. This is the first one in the series. Okay. For some reason, I thought that I've you... I've heard did, about him. Did you read something with... The kids, did they read the Killing Kennedy? Wasn't there the kids version? So we watched the movie. Okay. I thought that Catherine had read maybe the kids version or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making that up. Maybe I dreamed it. Anyway. You felt very weird dreams. (laughs) Very weird dreams. So it's very possible. But you're always the hero. But anyway. I'm always the hero of my dreams. I save a lot of lives at night when I'm sleeping. My book pick for this week is Etched in Sand. And I can't remember if I've talked to you about this. I think I have. It's the book where it's the true story of five siblings who survived this really horrific childhood of abuse. They had an abusive mom and... But they were came from multiple different fathers. Some of them didn't know who their fathers were. And it was just really eye-opening for me because they worked so hard to try to stay out of the foster care system. And I think we often have this viewpoint of, you know, how wonderful the foster care system is, which it is, but seeing it from the viewpoint of a child and how for them it meant that their family would be ripped apart, that Mm. they, as siblings, they wouldn't be able to be together because no foster care family is going to take, no foster family is going to take five children in most cases. And so every time when they would, they didn't want to report anything to social workers when they would come to their door because if they go to school and they'd have bruises and gashes because their mom had beat them up and they would make up stories and Mm. their mom would cover for them. And that happened over and over and over and over again. And it was just a really, I don't know the word to describe, but I think enlightening and helping you to understand what it would be like to be a child in that situation and how hard and horrific it is, but yet you would think, well, wouldn't they want to just have the state step in and put them in foster care? And yet for these children, 
that was the worst thing because it would mean that they would be separated and they would have their security of being together taken away. So that was etched in sand and it's written by one of the girls. It's written, it was her actual story. I can't pronounce her last name, but I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And just one note, I forgot to mention that it's really raw and there's quite a bit of crass language in it, but I think it's a worthwhile read because it's one of those books that you just can't stop thinking about or talking about with others and it can just help you to have more compassion and empathy and understanding. So last episode, Jesse and I talked about how God redeemed a really difficult time in our lives and where we were in this really desperate place that ended up changing the trajectory of our lives because that desperate place was the catalyst for starting MoneySavingMom.com and for Jesse to start his own law firm. And I know we talked some last time about moving back to Wichita and you starting the law firm and just that dream and that idea, but can you tell more about you know making that decision and then actually moving back and starting the law firm? Honestly, the the dream for the starting the law firm had actually started back when I was in law school. I'd, I've always been a dreamer and went to come up with ideas. And um, I remember talking to uh, another friend of mine about, hey, wouldn't it be cool to go into practice together after I graduate? Just shooting the breeze and um, and actually coming up a little bit more than shooting the breeze, I guess, writing out some business plan ideas and didn't really go anywhere because I didn't have the gumption to take the step and and move out and step forward with it. Again, when we were going through a difficult time in Kansas City, you did go down and meet with uh, the attorney that I ended up office sharing with and kind of, he took me under his wing and mentored me and uh, basically saying, hey, if you can go out on your own, you know, there's an office here for you. And I wasn't willing to do it at that time because I did not feel secure in really who I was enough to go ahead and jump out, to be honest. And I think that going through difficult times and got to the point where it's like, okay, let's do it. Let's jump. And it was the best thing I think that we could have done and um, really helped having uh, his mentorship and help along the way and doors open along the way that just, it was just so amazing to see God work in ways that we could never have imagined during that time, um, that helped practice to grow almost immediately and, uh, more than what I could have imagined once I took that step. Well, and like one of the things was the, the attorney who, became a judge who gave you his phone number because he couldn't take clients anymore. So he just literally handed over his number and his phone book ads to you. Yep. And uh, I just took payments of the phone book ads and um, took over that number, started paying that. And I didn't know that I'd be able to have money coming in to pay the expense of the advertising and the expense of the added phone numbers. And God just used that to open the door to, because in it, it was in the same practice area that I had been wanting to open up my practice in. It just fit like a hand in glove. It was, it was amazing. And, and I, it was fearful. I didn't want to necessarily take that 
jump to uh, take on that added practice, but I'm, I'm very glad that I did. Well, and that became that phone number and the people calling into that phone number became your bread and butter, at least for a while. Mm -hmm. And it really helped you get started. And it was one of those where it was such a God thing Mm -hmm. because I don't even think you knew this attorney very very well. well. And he could have chosen all sorts of other people to hand it off to you, Mm -hmm. but he chose you. I mean, and God just really used that to help you get the law firm off the ground. Right. And while you were working on getting the law firm off the ground, I was pregnant with Silas then, and we moved while I was pregnant, which why do we always move when I was in the middle of terrible morning sickness? Shout out to my sister who came, and my I just remember the house was a disaster because I had these two little kids, and I hadn't been able to clean because I was just so sick, and I was just trying to get through every day, and I like my floors needed to be vacuumed and swept and dishes need to be done. And she just came up and she boxed up the whole house for us because you were working mm-hmm. in Kansas City and weren't had that long commute. And she got us all ready to move. And then we went down to Wichita and got the duplex, which, by the way, had... <laughs> <laughs> what was that it? Was it an had experience. Fleas. Fleas. Okay, I was going to say lice, but I'm like, no, it wasn't no, lice. Was what was it? Fleas, which we remember. We, we walked we were, in. We, we were in a rush too. We were in a rush. We needed to get it done. We didn't have any other options. Um, and we were going to go meet the leasing agent and sign the lease. And this was the first time we had seen it. And walking through, the kids were walking around. Uh, they went downstairs. If I remember right, and I think Caitlin maybe laid down on and the ground. And they laid down she was on the ground. Tiny little girl. Uh, they laid down point. on the floor in the basement. There's a basement, right? Yes. Yeah, there's a basement. And laid down on the floor in the basement, and then they got up, and it's like we're itching. Our backs are itching so badly, and we t- pulled up their shirts and looked, and they're just covered with red spots. And you could see the the fleas were on them, and yeah, jumping, and it was then it was just the place was in. Bested because it had been sitting. It had been sitting for, for a quite while. a long time. Yeah, and the, and then <laughs> the leasing agent was like, "What? What? What's that?" And all of a sudden, he looked at his at his shoes, and they were jumping all up his pants, and he was freaked out. It was actually we pretty t- funny. Remember, we took the girls. We everybody jumped out of our. I think we had that old blue van at that point. I yeah, don't I remember. Think so. And we jump out, and we're like stripping their clothes right out and, and just shaking everything. And then we had a bag and we stuck them in the Why would bag. we have had a bag? I don't remember, but we had a garbage sack and we put them in that. And then we went to, <laughs> they were just covered in the flea bites. It was terrible. It was bad. So then we had to stay. I think I stayed with my family, with the girls. And you went back up to Kansas City because I was yeah. so sick in my pregnancy. And you guys put box, I mean, put all the boxes in the moving truck and brought it, brought everything and down. And we did sweep the garage. And you we did, did, yes, you did, did sweep the garage, but we still got in trouble because the house wasn't clean enough and we didn't get so our... We didn't get our deposit back. We didn't get our deposit back, which was very disappointing. But we are now so... We've become such sticklers for that kind of stuff ever since then. You have to learn things the hard way. But we came back and then they bombed the duplex multiple times. Yep. We couldn't live in it until it was... I, it took a process to get the fleas out, and then, um, then we were able to move in. And that I th- was, I think, that the previous tenants had had pets or something, so they had fleas, and the fleas went dormant, and they started propagating, and 
basically the thing they just jump on the first warm-blooded thing that they see <laughs> so we were attacked <laughs> our girls were attacked so that was i just remember moving back we were excited to move back and be with close to family because we hadn't had family close to us and so i think with having young children it was really nice to be close to family but it was also a very stretching season because you starting the law firm, which that was you jumping out and doing this very scary thing. And at the same time, I had said, you know, Money Saving Mom is making enough money to support us. So then I had that. It was kind of a burden to me at that point of trying to carry that because I'd never felt that weight. Right. You know, it's kind of all on me because we'd said when whatever you make with a law firm, you're going to put back into it for a while. So there was that. And then I still had my biblical womanhood blog because I still was kind of breaking free from legalism, but wasn't fully ready to give that up. I was I feel like I was blogging on there a lot less. And um, but I I still had it. And then um, I decided to start a third blog because. I was real smart and (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking, but so yeah, I started this blog called mom of littles, which was supposed to be for, yeah. And so I had three blogs and I was pregnant with my third child and I was working crazy hours because I, I also think I look back and I'm wondering why did I work crazy hours? One, I'm a very driven person and I can be a workaholic. Definitely. But two, I think it was because I, when you go through this, a season where, you know, every penny you need every single tiny amount of money that you can possibly conjure up because you're just money is so tight that then when you go, you're to a place where, you know, well, if I work harder, I'm going to make more money. If I work more hours, I'm going to make more money. I think it was almost like a fear-based drive in me. Like, I don't know how long this is going to last, so I need to make the most of this. But I really drove myself to exhaustion through it. And by the time Silas was born, so I have three blogs, and I'm supposed to be you know, the breadwinner for a family, and I have three kids. You were wanting to do a lot with Moms of Littles, weren't you? Yes. I had big dreams for it, but it was just way too much. And his birth was my easiest birth by far. And we had it at this little Amish birth center. It was such a great experience. But we came home within six hours, and I I blogged the day of his birth, and I blogged I don't, I don't even think I really took a break. I don't think you did. I mean, I came back home and I remember I have this brand newborn baby. I've just given birth. And I think that day I'm posting on my blog, I'm holding him, nursing him and typing on my blog. And that was, I think I took maybe 24 hours where I was kind of in bed, but I'm still working. And then I just got up and started living my life and didn't give myself any time to recover. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is great. This is amazing. I feel so good. I had such a great birth. This is how. Well, compared to Caitlin, yeah. (laughs) Well, compared to Caitlin and Catherine, because I hemorrhaged so bad with Catherine. And so I just felt like, you know, this is how these moms get up after 24 hours and go on with their life. And I'd never had that before, but I pushed myself way too hard. And then he did not sleep for the first year of his life. I think there was one night where he slept six hours. 
Um, and we didn't have that house, that duplex was small. And so we had just the two bedrooms right next to one another. So there wasn't really a place for him to sleep. So we just put him in our room, which, so then it meant that, you know, we were just perpetually exhausted and I'm burning the candle on both ends. Cause I remember many nights I was staying up until two or even 3 AM blogging. And then, you know, I'm nursing round the clock and I have three little kids. And it was just, it was way too much. And I'm grateful because I feel like God was kind of breaking down my self-sufficiency in that time because I had always been just kind of, well, if I just get more organized and sleep less, I can power through. But this was a time where it was like, I can't physically do this. And then I started getting sick Do you remember that, how I would, once a month, I would have that, the high fever and the terrible pain throughout my body? Do you remember that? Oh, I'd forgotten about that. And I was not able to function because it was like my nerves were on fire and it was just horrible pain. And I look back and I'm like, Well, then you started having your nose problems. It was exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah, There's just- All related. Yeah. I feel like my body just started breaking down because I'd never really fully recovered from what had happened with Caitlin and then Mm -hmm. I got pregnant and- and I know that I was pushing too hard. And I think it was out of that fear. It was out of that drive of, I didn't want to admit to anyone that I couldn't do this. And I think it was pride and fear mm-hmm. that were really pushing me to just keep up at this insane pace that was wrecking my health and was just way too much. Right. And there's so much more that I could share on that, but um, I feel like God used that as kind of like the final breaking me free from so much of that legalism and that self-sufficiency and um, really having to fall on Him and understand the gospel and grace and what that meant for me. And that meant I didn't need to push more and try harder and be better and look a certain way and, you know, put forth a certain image of being able to do it all. Did that start in our first in the duplex? Yes, for sure. Because in the duplex was also the time I remember, do you remember when my site, the biblical womanhood, I was not really, I was feeling like I didn't really want to blog on there anymore because I, I I remember saying, I don't really know what I believe. I'm confused as to what I believe right now. So I don't know that I want to put anything out there. Like this is truth. And, but then the site broke. Do you remember how it had, it got some terrible virus? Oh yeah. And then we couldn't even access it. And so that was that was the, the yeah, I was just sort of like, so then I shut it down and pulled it off the internet and yes, it is off the internet. And we are all so grateful. Those words are not out there, although you can still find them on the way back machine. (laughs) And I get so irritated at myself if I ever read anything that I wrote during that time period, but have to learn things the hard way. So I I see how God... I I sense a common theme here. I have to learn things the hard way. That is, God knows that he has to come and put, like, hit me over the head with a two by four, or I'm not going to pay attention because it's that self-sufficiency, that self-driven, self-made, like, I can do this myself. And um, yeah, but I feel like that it was for me that feeling of, I wasn't able to admit I'm a full-time working mom. Like I felt like 
I needed to still have the identity of a stay-at-home homeschooling mom and right. who, who that person was supposed to be. Well, at the same time, and so it was just so much pressure that I was putting on myself while I feel like God was just there saying, there's grace, you know, come mm-hmm. to me and rest. Like the gospel is, you know, not about doing more and looking a certain way. Come to me and rest and just he really had to take me to the place where I was just on my face. Like, I can't do this. You didn't know how to rest. I didn't know how you to did, rest. You didn't know what rest no was. I had no idea how to rest. And so we can share more about that next time because we're out of time. But it's just so, it's been so fun for us to share our story. I think fun for us to just look back. Sometimes it's easy to forget. Oh, it's very easy to forget, especially to- when you have memory problems. <laughs> Wait. I don't typically oh, have memory no, problems. No, you don't have memory problems. Unless, unless it, it comes to details, like what year something happened or how many of something. I, I'm, I'm totally amazed at what you remember. It's like crazy. Conversations or something you wear. said or what people wear. I have a weird, yes, weird memory thing. never want to get into an argument with you because... I, undoubtedly, I will always have forgotten something. And you can't you will remember not. what you said, and I will know exactly. I'm like, you were sitting right there, and you had this face, and you had this shirt on, and that's exactly what you said. Yes. So it's an automatic lose. <sighs> well, we will share more next time about our journey. I wanted to get to a Q&A, but we, don't have, we are completely out of time. So thank Sorry, you. I talked too much. No, I'm glad that you talked as much as you did. I'm glad you had a new book to, to bring. That was, yeah. But if anyone has a question on a topic that you'd love for Jesse and I to answer in a future episode, or you just have feedback or suggestions like you want Jesse to talk more, I mean, let us know. Did Jesse talk enough on this show or not? You can shoot an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. And as always, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Crystal Payne Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.